I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a special series of episodes focused on the COVID-19 pandemic from a different perspective. You already know about washing your hands and staying at home and wearing masks, but staying at home has created a whole new set of unforeseen issues. Our homes were not created nor designed to serve as home, office, school, restaurant, daycare, pet care, salon, all at once. This series of episodes is designed to address the fact that most, if not all of us, are home weathering out this pandemic. Hopefully, this provides you with some inspiration and makes uh, staying at home a little bit easier. You're about to hear from an amazing designer and equally exceptional person. Kim Gordon is fearless, strong, and sensitive. Her raw approach is refreshing and allowed for an amazing conversation about the idea of home. If this sounds too woo-woo for you, hang on a minute. Think about the idea of home and what you want it to be. It's different for everyone, and yet there are still consistent through lines that allow for us to find what that special place means to each of us individually. In this episode, Kim talks about hitting the reset button you know, taking time to stop, think, and reassess, accepting the tension and uncertainty, and stop fighting it, learn to live with it, and make some positive changes for you. Time to focus. Uh, plants, Kim loves to bring plants in uh, to foster relaxation. Bring the outside in. Adding on the idea of plants with outside materials incorporated into the interior design. And what's that smell? That smell of home. What does home smell like to you? Water features, again, with the outside-in idea comes sound with sight and smell. Be good to yourself. And that really is the core tenet here. Be good to yourself. And finding ways to design for that will make being at home even more special for you, not just now when you have to be, but when it's over and you want to be. Home as personalized retreat. This process leads to a reassessment, rediscovery, and finding your personal happy place, a place you never want to leave. This is Kim Gordon. And I love this because you and I had a chance to to talk for the first time what last week yeah. and and to meet and I'm I'm a big fan of your work and I you know what I love best is that you are really no BS. You're really not and I love that I call you this morning and you're like, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm not 100%. You're not either. And here's what's really interesting about it. We're, we're what, four weeks into this whole stay-at-home thing. Mm-hmm. And it gets taxing. Mm-hmm. It's taxing. It's an emotionally taxing thing, which is why I, I started having these conversations about what people can do at home to sort of change their environment and change their space. And I think now more than ever, it's really important because you know what? It's not like you can really go to the office and change your headspace. You got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. I think you're bringing up something that, you know, in a weird way, it's an analogy or a metaphor or whatever for these, you know, all the animals that are coming out, right? You keep reading about these animals kind of coming out to play. There's bears in Yosemite and there's coyotes and I have quail all of a sudden in my backyard and dozens and dozens of parrots and it's kind of ironic that we've gone in and the wild has gone out and there's just something about looking out going what it's it's like a reset button i don't know there's some sort of a fun metaphor i have to probably think upon to make it more interesting but there's something about that about us going in and all of a sudden these creatures in the wild going out and 
us maybe learning a little bit about about some of this. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things that doesn't often get explored enough is Mm -hmm. how, you know, and I hate to keep drawing it back to design, right? But I feel like our our own environment is so important. It's so Mm -hmm. important. And it's it's not just important for, for the way things look or how they operate, but how they make you feel. Oh, 100%. And I think, I mean, it's funny because I feel like when I go in and talk to people, clients or even myself on my own on my own projects it's really funny how quiet I am in the very beginning like when you walk in you go, all right all right house like what's going on so you're looking at the sun and where is it heating the house up where does it feel like a kitchen allows me to see everyone else in the house and you're walking around slowly but you really want to feel the space and I feel a little kooky saying things like all right let's look at your foyer my foyer are you kidding me it's the kitchen no, no, no. The foyer is the first place you've just stepped into, and it's a freaking mess. Like, look at this. It's, it, nothing has told you. <laughs> nothing has told you when you walked into the home. Oh, I'm here. Okay, I put my phone here. Okay, it's a, you know, and just know that it's the reset that you're looking for. It's this moment of being in your in your home, safe and and not just safe, meaning like you're gonna go out and get shot or anything, but it's more about just knowing that you've you've arrived in your little nest. And it's there to take care of you. And I feel like we've designed like that. I think so much about it. And not to be a hermit so much as just really look at the room going, this space has to really look lovely and feel good, like you say. And I think that I think you're right. And I think that now that we're here, I think it, it makes it even more obvious or more, more. You're literally I have more phone calls now from people. Oh, my God, my living room or oh, my God, my bedroom. I didn't know that, you know, such and such. But now we're in our house. You know what else I think, actually? It's more of a time to, for us to focus. You know, do you find that? Do you, are you finding yourself scattered or are you finding yourself, like, able to actually focus because you don't have to think about, like, when you're going to meet your friends or, or dinner or all that? Do you find that or no? It, it, well, no, I think it's interesting. I, and I was going to touch on this. I, I am having a little – I was having a little trouble with focus because it's like everything you have to do was forced into one place at one time. And we're, we're not used to living like this. But now that we're about four weeks into this whole thing, I think that the, the level, you bring up a really good point. This is an opportunity to sort of back up a little bit and actually look at how, how the home serves, how the environment serves and do it room by room, right? Like you're talking about starting with the foyer, starting with the very first place where you step. And it's interesting too, you also mentioned the whole security thing. I'll tell you a story. So yesterday, in our in our community, we have a, a, a no soliciting policy, right? Mm-hmm. And, right? And even now, you'd think people would be smarter. It's like, you know what, don't come up to my door right now. And and I was really, so, so yesterday, the, the local Tender Greens franchise sent somebody around to do door-to-door flyering. What? Yeah. Honestly. And I just called, I called him afterwards. I was like, are you guys crazy? But, <laughs> but what it did was it, rem- it sort of gave me this reminder about security and safety. And so now I started looking at the front door. It's like, you know, I've never considered putting a gate at, right? at our Good th- example. But now I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then you want a little bit more control. I mean, there's so many things like that. That is such a good example. And then how does that help you when it's not a pandemic, right? I mean, we have, I swear, it is the funniest thing how, like, I don't want to say busier, but how really healthy my my office is feeling. Like, we were able to kind of 
work from home. And then when we started to go back to the office, um, we all like we quarantined and we're all super anal freaks. And it's really so our office is a tiny house and there's only maybe six of us. So we were all able to get back to work again. And everybody brought up the same thing about how surreal it was to drive around and to come into places. And then as soon as you know, to go anywhere and then you get into the office and all of a sudden you're looking around going, God, this place is really messy. How come we don't have more plants in the office? It was so funny how that little reset button was able to get you going, oh, oh my gosh, you know, I just, I need this. It's so funny. You know, it's really, it's also interesting that you mentioned that because one of, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, one of my notes for you, and I love that you bring up plants, that you bring up plants because I, I feel like I've sort of come up with this, this idea that when I started doing Convo by Design, I would, I would ask, I know it's a terrible thing to do. It's not terrible, but I would ask designers, so do you have a style? And, and it's, a, it's a really, it's not a bad question. It's just a really pedestrian question. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I hear you. And I've come to learn that designers don't necessarily have a style per se. I mean, the good ones, because you're, you're so flexible and nimble, you can, you can do just about anything that a client asks you to do, but you do develop a signature. And, yeah, um- and True. with you, one of those signatures is, you know, I, I look at your work and there's, there's plants, there's foliage, there's always greenery. Yeah, I feel like I think coming, I came from the East Coast. And when I first moved to Los Angeles, I instantly somehow got attracted to Venice, which of course makes sense. Um, and especially back then, this was a, this was a couple of years ago, like 20 some. And when I first got to Venice, it was so strange to me. I would go to restaurants and go, why aren't we eating more outside? Back then, you just didn't have these outdoor cafe things. It was so rare. It was or rarer than we think when you go back a little bit. I would go into houses all over Venice, and it was the weirdest thing that the kitchen would be in the middle, which is fine, and you'd have a little door out there. The front yard was really big, but it had these tiny windows. And then the backyard, where you're able to kind of be private, was only accessed from the master. So you, whenever you had a party or you wanted to go outside, you had to kind of go down a long, dark hallway into a bedroom, squish around the bed, and then go outside. And I used to look at that going, uh, it is gorgeous here. Where are the plants? How come I have no relationship with that? And some of our first houses are absolutely, in the very beginning, it, people thought it was kooky for sure that we had floor-to-ceiling windows in Venice, which meant that when you're in that side window, you're literally maybe only four feet or whatever the side, the side setback is from your neighbor. And everybody was, that is the dumbest thing, Kim, I ever saw. Like, why would you ever want to do floor to ceiling windows? But for me, I could see the dirt. I would plant special like kind of trees right out that window. I wanted to be reminded constantly and feel like I'm in dirt, like feel like I'm in there, you know, it just or feel like I'm in a place that is surrounded by or has the potential to be surrounded by plants. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, we don't have a lot of view, right. As a rule, like we're in a city. So the views are a little bit, you know, so you plant, I, I just never understood it or the smells, my God. I mean, when you walk through your threshold, if you could have something that can just snap you instantly into, Oh, fuck, that's right. I'm home. I'm like, oh, that's right. Okay. So I can just whew, like, you know, and you smell something or there's a water feature and there's green everywhere. It should be 
if we can give ourselves that second, those few minutes, it, it doesn't matter how much money you put in the garden, really, or how beautiful your foyer is or anything. You have to remind yourself somehow to be in the mindset of rest. You know, you go on a resort and you remember you're like jacked from the, from the airplane. Jacked. Like you were such a mess. And you finally get through the doors and they hand you a glass of champagne in some gorgeous resort if you're lucky enough. And you're walking in and you're like, okay. Whew. And you get that little glass and you're looking around. That's where design comes in. Because you're looking, wow, okay. It's telling me I'm on my vacation. My body says, okay, I'm on vacation. I'm here. I'm ready to rest. Well, there must be a way, and actually there is a way, for us to kind of jingle that in our homes. We spend more time in our house sleeping, but if there's any way at sleeping and eating and, what is it, 90% of our time is spent indoors or something surreal like that. And if we can just remind ourselves, at least at home, like, all right, this, and even at office, when you think about it, how do we do you and I, like, how does design allow us to do that? You know what I mean? Like, what do we, what are the triggers? What are the things? And I think plants instantly, there's no doubt, no doubt that when you see some plants, it, or I look at a room, I'll have it all done. Some of my, my assistants will come into the house and they go, God, you know, what is it? It just looks plants, guys. We got to get Jorge in here. I've got a beautiful man that comes in and helps me and can come every week to your home and does oh, the most amazing things to plants. And it just, it completely transforms everything. And I talk to them. They're like little buddies, especially now. <laughs> you're spending a little I'm more a friend. You're Please spending a, li- friend. a little too much time talking to your plants, maybe. No, man. there's a little that going on. I'm sorry. I tend to ramble. No, 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 no. You're not rambling at all. I love that. And one of the things I was going to ask you is, when it comes to plants and you you have this signature and it's not like it's always it's not the same it's always different and it seems like it's always appropriate to the space that you're doing you also seem to be completely unafraid of that slightly overgrown feeling and i think that oh, 100% i think that mm-hmm. goes more to your idea about it being it being sort of luxurious to have and, wild. and it's easy talking back about the wild a little bit like a little bit of the uncontrolled chaos a little bit of the tangle it's funny i'm helping i'm designing doing the interior design the furniture and some bunch of finishes in a very architectural home that uh, noah walker did and it is magnificent it's in beverly hills it's on know, several acres several dozen acres and it's ama- i mean it is amazing now, it's interesting because the landscape designer as well as the architect, while they're there, it's, you know, well, okay, we'll have these plants lined here and we'll do this. And it was very um, beautifully the potential for absolute manicuring, absolute make it about the house. And you could hear Noah and he's saying things like, I want the house, you know, but you can't see the house from here if you do that. Or, and he's right because the house is magnificent. The house is drop dead fantastic. But you're sitting there, and I said, yes, but you're on all these acres. The house is one part, and the fact that it's so architectural and so gorgeous means it needs a little tangle. It needs a little wild, and the client is a very earthy person, so they really wanted that also. So now we're finding this incredible balance of something that's very architectural and beautiful and, I mean, glass and wood, you know, Noah Walker's work, and then having these kind of paths and this kind of romance and these drippy thing and me in meetings going, okay, this is beautiful. Where are the flowers? So it's kind of it's kind of funny. You're exactly right. I think that the wild is part of it. That might have been the analogy that I was hinting at that I haven't found yet about the animals coming out or, you know, about this idea of the of the wild and bringing a little bit of that wild and a little bit of that creative 
chaos into into our homes. You know, the same thing when I was when I do houses, I do things like book collections, or I find a kooky thing that the person can look like they may have been collecting. You know, strange um, textiles or books again, books, photographs, uh, paintings, something just a little bit kooky. It it, it it feels really authentic to me. You know, there's a there's a there's a, I mean, they use this word sometimes, which is stupid, but it, they call it old money, right? Like, you know, you go into an old money house in the East Hamptons or something like that. It's like, what? It's like a little bit funky. There's some weird desk chairs in there. The plants are a little, they kind of grew through the walls practically. No matter how much money they have, the house is just a little bit, like a little patina. What is that? Wabi-sabi. And I, when I'm doing a new house, I am literally finding quirky things at flea markets and things that are a little bit like, I'm sorry, what is that? Which, by the way, is very difficult to get past owners a lot of times because I have to have some, a bit of creative control financially when, you know, I'm going over, this is the lamp and this is the big thing and this is the couch and this is this gorgeous rug and let's bring in 20 rugs and pick one. You mentioned Wabi Sabi. Which I mm-hmm. I love and I love that and I was it's it's funny because when I when I look at your signatures and your it's almost like a fingerprint you know what I mean where it can mm-hmm. it can be completely different but at the same time your work the fact that you were there and you you had something to do with this work is is always evident and I wanted to sort of draw back to a couple of things the first thing that you mentioned and this is a great opportunity is to walk through your house at different mm-hmm. at different times of day when you might be at the office normally and so this is a totally new experience for oh you Oh my gosh that's fantastic you're right Well you're right and I think that that when you when you start a new project Give me your process. You you do you walk through it? Do you do you tell the homeowner? Do you tell the client? Hey, listen, just let me walk walk through or walk through with me and tell me how you use this. What's your mm-hmm. process? For sure, I meet the people first because um, we we do more um, with my own uh, projects where I'm able to design, build a space, and then sell it. And we've been really lucky in that way. And I like it. I think coming from an artistic background because, and this is so selfish in some way, but it's it's like an art project for me. A lot of these houses, I used to make these shrines. I was I sold several to different different celebrity types. Oddly enough, they were in a gallery many years ago, and the shrines are kind of these little boxes that I made that I would put really beautiful little pieces of art in them, and then um, I kind of gave them an attention. It was a bit of a hippie thing. It was kind of cool and. I don't know, they were pretty successful and great and beautiful, and um, off in the world they went. And then when I started doing houses, I, I saw this kind of same opportunity for creating a space that would be about kind of like a shrine. I mean, it really was. And it wasn't a shrine to anything. It wasn't a religion, obviously. It wasn't any of these things. It was just something about honoring location in the land, wherever, wherever it's located. And honoring sounds a little silly, but it is true. But when I do have clients, and getting back to your question, when there's a client, the first thing is the humans. So, you know, I'll take a look at the house. I'll meet the people. Can I connect? Are they open? Like, do they dig it? Like, can I, you know, is it lovely? Like, is it like a really nice, this is our life. You know, design is an incredibly personal experience. And you have to kind of dive into someone's mind a little bit. I mean, 
to be able to say, I know what you want and I want to give you what you want. I don't want to take this over. This is not my ego. I think that working with clients is probably the most exciting thing for me as a, as an artist person to be able to hear and feel what someone else is thinking. And I learned from that, like, Oh my God, I never would have thought of that, you know, and being open and not being egoy, like, well, no, I want it this way. So my process is I would meet someone and we're really jiving and I'm really, I'm very, I'm much quieter than when I'm chatty later and I'm much funnier later. I sort of get the personalities. I throw out a couple of curses or something just to kind of toss a ball and just make sure it doesn't <laughs> land like with a big thud. And I'll just be like, oh, this fucking, oh, excuse me. And then have them, oh, no, it's fine. And I think, okay, we're fine. <laughs> My jersey is fine. And then, um, but as I'm sitting there, I'm kind of looking at it. There's a, I pay attention to my feet. This is going to sound really nutty, but I really am sitting there listening to them. But I am 100% talking to the house with every part of my body. What's going on here? What do you want? What's going on? Is it like, do you want to change? Does it feel good to you? Are these people good to you? Like there's something really kooky or really, I don't know, intuitive actually, right? It's extremely intuitive where I am literally filling up everything. And then I decide, am I going to be working on this house? It, I'm slightly shy about telling you that, but I think that right now as we're in our homes looking out a little bit, there is something to look around and go, yeah, no, I, I know what she's talking about. Like, I really dig it. Like, something has to feel good. You look at a certain chair and you just go, God, I hate that thing. It just reminds me of my, you know, my ex or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, getting to you, it, I think that, number one, you do a reading on the people. Can I see through their lens what to make their house look really cool? Um, am I going to learn something here? Is this going to feel good back and forth? Um, and how does the house feel? Does the house, is the house beautiful? Is it going to photograph beautifully? What's the light doing? Oh, my God, what is the kitchen doing there? Or whatever, you know? Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that because, the, you know, the, the first, and, and I don't think I've had this conversation with anyone before, uh, you know, because this is a new situation where, you know, staying at home, again, it's been four weeks now um, of doing mm -hmm. this primarily at home. It's really interesting, you know, for, for us, for my family, there's four of us here. We have not eaten out in four weeks and mm -hmm. I can't tell you the last time, I don't know that I've, in recent history, I can't tell you when I've gone four weeks without going to a restaurant. And well, No, I mean, none of us. Yeah, but or either, or having food delivered or going to pick it up, everything has been home cooked, which means mm -hmm. that, you know, we've been, we've been using, we've lived in this home for over 10 years, but we're using it differently now than we ever have before. And I'm happy to say, you know, it kind of, it, it kind of serves a, a new purpose, but I think what's important and what I wanted people to sort of get from you is you have this process where, and I think it's interesting because we're not, when you look at a space, you have, you have a background in construction. You have a, mm -hmm, you, yes. know, you know, you're sort of developing a project from, from in many cases, the ground up or at least walls in. Right. So you're, yeah. a, you're able to sort of walk through it, take the time with a, with an objective view and see how you want to use this space. And I think that now is a beautiful time for people to actually go through their, their spaces and figure out how to make it better. So I think the process is great. I love the foliage and the plant ideas. One other thing that I wanted to ask you about, I think you also have a remarkable gift for, for use of space, you know, in looking at a number of your projects. One of the things that, that you do is you are fearless 
when it comes to pushing furniture against a wall and then finding a way to to make it not look like the room has been forced smaller. Does that make sense? Yeah, I really appreciate that. I really, I can't tell you. And that's working. That is reverse engineered from my experience working in my really giant houses in my, in my past of working with architects and designers on houses that are over eight, 10,000 square feet. And my background is in massive, ridiculously big homes. And when I went to Venice, there were a few things. Number one, how come I don't have the outside Number two, most important, where the hell's the pantry? Like, how do you how do you do this without a pantry? How are you supposed to put all that equipment and all that mess? And if you're going to have an open floor plan, the kitchen can kind of be sort of small and lovely and beautiful and look a little bit like furniture. You'll notice that a lot of times like I'm up on, on legs for the island and you want it to kind of look a little bit more like it's part of the house. And then there's like this big mess. It's like that you kind of have the pantry over there. And of course, now you're bringing up us eating from home. One of the, and also asking how I introduce or what is my process with clients? One of the first things is, do you have a place to put your coat when you first walk in the door? And they always have an answer. Do you have a dog? Where does the stroller go? Literally, these are the first things. Or people that have new babies, that's another. They don't realize, they didn't even thought about the stroller yet. You're like, you have no idea. The stroller is going to be a disaster and it's at your front door. <laughs> and do you wear shoes in the house? So where do you put your shoes? And then the next thing is always, how much do you cook? And then taking your example, coming from a construction background and coming from uh, kind of a developer sense in houses is, yes, you are living here in this home and you might not be a cook, but if you ever want to sell this house, you better pay attention to the kitchen now. And it doesn't mean make it white like back in the day. You still want to have that story that's in the house, which is what I hope I'm doing. And I want to be able to present a certain story for the house and the humans that live there have that same opportunity. Um, so I think that that's one of the questions is how you're going to live. Now, I'm going to ask you. So now that you're here and you're in your home, how is your kitchen working for you now? Is it any different? Are you wishing you had... I mean, I'm I'm wishing I had someplace to put more vegetables. That's what I'm finding because I don't really know how to save them. There's none of them in my fridge. Or what are you what are you finding? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Like, how are you? Like, you just said that now you're finally cooking. I'm yeah. really curious. So, how is your kitchen working for you now? Um, you know, it's funny. The kitchen is actually working famously, and for for a recent birthday, uh, you know, I, we're we're in the South Bay, and we, you know, we we have a 1,300 square foot beach bungalow and so it it, the outside had to be more important and my my wife for for a recent birthday got me an outdoor kitchen and Mm. it was before this whole thing happened and i'm telling you i've been cooking outdoors aside from you know the few days of rain did not predict that i would be using it as much as i did and one of the things that she got me um as part of this outdoor kitchen was it's small but it's an outdoor refrigerator yeah and when you talk about fruits and vegetables that is actually one of the areas aside from beer which needs mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been a good place it does garage, like everyone else right has, but like um, garage fridge but also using that as sort of an overflow for meat fruits and veggies has been incredibly mm-hmm. valuable and i would not have predicted uh prior to this that we would be using that as as much as we did but like you that that has been that is a glaring issue that after this we're going to be addressing that as well yeah, it's so interesting because that's part of like my pantries 
that we usually do, there's always another fridge in there or another dishwasher, another another king. So having a, an extra dishwasher, which everyone says the same thing, I'm never going to use that dishwasher. But you know what? Those two days, you're so happy. It's there. It doesn't. T- it takes up 24 inches, and you're just really happy to have it. The other thing I'm noticing is I probably don't put enough refrigerators. If we ever had to go through this again, and there's every indication that we may – that there might be, you know, maybe more drawer fridging or something like that in the pantry, and a little bit of an overflow. Like there's so many. Maybe we need a generator. Like I'm, I'm doing a house right now in the Palisades, which I'm super excited about because it's. I mean, I was really going there with. I don't want to say it's self-sufficient, but you could drink the pool water <laughs> in the whole house. <laughs> there's all this spa. And there's this retreat, and there's all these. Real. I really took the resort home thing to like a next level over there. And when this happened, I couldn't, the research I had been doing was so funny because it all kind of just went, and I thought, oh my goodness, it's just crazy how it's right here. I just, we don't want this to happen again, but shit, man, it might, no? I mean, it might. No, I I think it could. I I don't know that I would call this um, a regular thing, but I I don't think that prior to this, anyone really thought that this this was possible. Oh my God, no. And I think here's what we need to do. Kim, here's what we need to do. Um, the The purpose of this was really to get some actionable ideas. And I think that you have shared some beautifully. I think that, you know, the process, use of space, the foliage, the, gosh, the extra appliances. I think that these are all remarkable ideas. I need to have you back on the show when, when when we're finally released from this i need to come out to your offices and we need to sit down and we need to do like a full on uh we need to do a full on interview cuz you i i am enjoying this so much this you are so, so kind and you know it helps me it's funny and i'm going to bring this up cuz i think it's such a time for us you do you remember when you made your website the first time and you and you had to start thinking about the paragraph or the word yeah yeah well who am i exactly yeah, yeah. like what am i doing how do i go into the next i don't want to say phase of my life but i'm kind of looking at this time as being that like as much as i'm like holy shit i cannot believe i can't go to a restaurant i'm also looking at it going wait 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 like, how does this move us forward? How does this differentiate me and what I've been doing? How do I integrate my shrines and my construction? This is me being selfish. But in other words, taking my life experiences, being a little bit more quiet in where I live right now and going, all right, like, who's my next client? Like, what's my next thing? What do, I don't want to make stuff. I mean, this idea of making more pillows or more couches is, you know, people come to me and they want to do a line of furniture or something. And I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so much furniture out there. There's so many people. There's so much creativity and people that actually sit there and craft the most wonderful things. You know, right now we're doing all this work and we're super busy. But I can't buy anything anywhere else. I have to have things made now. All these these wonderful little family businesses are home and they're crafting furniture now. They're carving things. They're... You know, I just think that right now, if we can spend, you and I both, or any designer, to sit there and just go, oh, where am I going next? Like, where? how do I integrate this moment and bring it and inform it into what I'm going to do next? And you telling me this, and just even having this moment to go back and forth with someone like yourself, who's got such experience in speaking with so many people, it allows me to take a breath and go, yeah, I really want to, I really want to 
you know, how do I integrate it all? How do I, you know, how do I take all this? Does that make sense? No, it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I, and I, I appreciate that very, very much. And I think too, it's, this is one of those times where perhaps if we were still as busy as we were five weeks ago, if we still were running around as much as we were, and we will be again soon, we wouldn't have the time to have these, you know, these, these reflective conversations. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point, isn't it? And I think a lot of potential clients in the future and people that are looking to buy a home next and all of this, if we, if you get out there with your podcast and other, other opportunities to sit there and just say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend time for a minute. Look at how you're living and really dissect these rooms a little bit. God, what is wrong with this room? You know what? I didn't realize that there's not enough light in here. It's actually really dark. You know what? I really didn't realize that. I really want to step out that window. I wish it was a door. I never realized how much the kitchen looks like crap. And if I did have a little pantry, I could put a lot of the junk back there or whatever. You know, like there's so many things that we could look at, even in our office, by the way, right? And look at how much time we're spending in our cars. That's another place. I mean, you almost want to kind of have a diffuser for sound in there. There's so many beautiful podcasts and spend this time going out to your car in your driveway and load all that stuff up have it ready you know get your car set for when this changes you know what i mean you go oh that's right i preloaded all that podcast stuff or no i don't have to hunt for it i know that podcast i did the research and i put it here in my car and then you're driving and everything changes you can't wait to get in your car oh that's right there's that podcast the thing i i, I loaded while i was in a pandemic <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's like our new version of canning. <laughs> oh my God, totally! Thank you so much for listening. I'm, I, I'm so, I'm, a, I'm thankful that you, that you took all of my energy of yapping today. Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> you're this patient. Is, you're you. awesome. You're really, thank you. You are. I really appreciate it. Help me think. I really like this. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kim, for your time and talent. For more about Kim Gordon, please go to Kim Gordon Designs. Dot com. Thank you, Walker Zanger, for your partnership and, and uh, your continued support of Convo by Design means so much to me. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Were it not for you, there would be no Convo by Design. We will get through this together. And until we do, I will keep bringing you the ideas from incredibly talented creatives to make this a little bit better. If you have a question, ideas for a segment, or you're a designer that wants to help, please email me at convobydesign@outlook.com. Take care of yourself and your loved ones.